right, let's get this party started. Hey everybody, this is David Bradley from richmansgym.com and this is the Rich Man's Gym Podcast, a personal development podcast dedicated to strength and conditioning for body, mind, and spirit. So if you, like me, are looking to level up, expand, and then tap, tap into your true potential, then you, my friends, you are in the right place. So thank you for being here and let's get started. Oh, hey, super duper quick. If you are getting value from the Rich Man's Gym Podcast, please and thank you. Uh, subscribe and share okay either one in either order I'm good with but share it out there in a the cyberspace because listen if you're getting something out of it then maybe somebody else out there in cyberspace is just waiting for you to share it they don't know it yet but they're waiting for you to share it so they can get something out of it too also if you subscribe then you don't miss nothing so thanks in advance for doing that also you know let's get a couple words from some of our sponsors Today's episode of the Rich Man's Gym Podcast is brought to you by the My High Sauna Blanket. I'm going to be crawling into one later on tonight. Listen, if you work out and you work out hard and you're getting up there in years or a little long in the tooth, I cannot tell you how important proper recovery is. And the My High Sauna Blanket has helped this guy who's got two thumbs and recovers better because of the My High Sauna Blanket. This guy, right? Uh, I recover better. That was so stupid. Uh, I de- my, it helps my body detox. I sweat more. Um, I drink a lot of water before I go in there. I get in there and I just sweat it on out. Okay. It also helps with like, just keeps the mind calm and it like helps the body relax. I know I'm sleeping better because of that thing. Uh, it does burn some excess calories because when you start getting hot and sweaty, uh, heart rate goes up a little bit. So it's almost like a micro workout and it seems like my skin is improving. So there's a lot of really cool benefits you can get from the My High Sauna Blanket. And if you'd like more information, head on over to richmansgym.com forward slash my high. When you go to that website and you decide to hook up on one of these things, you actually get a 30-day risk-free trial. Send it back if you don't love it. And you help support the podcast. So that's kind of cool, right? So go check out richmansgym.com forward slash my high. That's richmansgym.com forward slash my high. And get yourself a sauna blanket. It's the most portable sauna on the planet. And I've Freaking love mine. So check it out. Today's episode is also brought to you by T Public, sort of. Hey, you like my shirt? Right? Would you like one for yourself or would you like some other cool shirts that you can find over at richmansgym.com forward slash swag? That's richmansgym.com forward slash swag, where you can find all sorts of really cool Richman's Gym associated and affiliated t shirts. You can also make them into stickers. You could get coffee cups, right? Uh, the big seller right now is Shoulder Work Ahead. Looks like a road sign. And uh, check it out. Yeah, that one. So it looks like a road sign. You can put it on, let everybody know what day it is at the gym if you still go to a conventional gym. Uh, either way, it's a cool shirt and I freaking love it. So uh, check that out as well. That's richmansgym.com forward slash swag. Richmansgym.com forward slash what? Swag. Check that out. Also, if you decide to get one of them shirts, uh, it's another way to help support the podcast. So let's do a quick little uh, grace update. Grace! I did something different last week. So I didn't go for full-on grace, and that's 30. For those of you not following along or first-timers, uh, welcome. Uh, grace is a CrossFit workout. It is 30 clean and jerks, four times as quickly as you possibly can. Um, I'm getting really close to being sub-six minutes, and I thought last week that I'd take, because I came out pretty sore after that one, 
So I thought I would take a week, not necessarily of rest, but a week of strength. So I, instead of doing uh, clean and jerks with 135 on the bar for time, I took my time and I put 155 on the bar and I did the same amount of 30 reps in a ladder format. Um, I did it only up to three. So I did one rep, took a break, two reps, took a break, three reps, took a break, and then repeated that until I hit 30 reps. Whew. It's amazing what an extra 20 pounds does, but man, it just it took my I took my time on it and just really practiced on getting my form and staying tight. And so it felt really, really good afterwards. And it was sort of a good sort of back off without really backing off. This Thursday, I'm going to go for it again, uh, Grace, and see if I can get myself uh, with this newfound strength, see if I can get myself under six minutes because that would be awesome. Okay, uh, stay tuned for more on that. And your quote of the week. Uh, the quote of the week is going to be another gem from my good friend uh, and mentor, Wayne Dyer. Um, i got a couple mentors, right? Don't you? Doesn't everybody, right? So this one is a, a Wayne Dyer. This is a mic drop or a bomb, and I'm just going to leave it with you. But I want you to, before I give it to you, your homework with this, if you will, is to grab it, maybe write it down, hold on to it, and be very aware of it this week. Just be very aware of it this week, and maybe forever. Well, let's just start with this week, okay? Here's the quote. You ready? When you judge another, you do not define them. You define yourself as someone who needs to judge, right? See, what did I, what did I say? It's kind of a bomb. It's a mic dropper. Yeah, have that with you this week. Let it just be present. Good luck. And I picked that one because, well, here's what we're going to go over. I'm going to go over an article I wrote on the blog. Uh, when was this? A couple years ago, actually. And the title is 10 Pragmatics for Living a Higher Quality of Life. I try. Well, there is no try. Only do. So I make a concerted effort, <laughs> right? Okay, to uh, be very pragmatic about things. It's, part of my personality. So these are 10 pragmatics for you living a higher quality of life. These are things that uh, I'm working on always. Don't know if you're ever going to become a master of these 10 things, but it's definitely worth putting some attention on and seeing if you can improve in these areas. So uh, here's the summary or here's the story. I found these 10 pragmatics over time. It didn't all happen at once. And um, I'd like to just Let's talk about the word pragmatic for a second, right? I just said that's part of my personality, but do we even know what it is? Well, pragmatics, it's a subfield of linguistics. And it studies the way in which context contributes to meaning. Let me just say that one more time. The way context contributes to meaning. So for, for someone to be pragmatic, it means that they're going to deal with things sensibly. They're going to be uh, kind of realistic about it, reasonable. Uh, it's based on practical rather than theoretical considerations. So I put these together after uh, an interesting and like slightly stupid uh, experiment that I sort of played with myself. Um, I, I listened to an episode of the Joe Rogan podcast where he was interviewing a lot of the... Um, had people of Twitter several couple years ago. And so what I did was I really started paying even more attention to what else is going on uh, around Twitter. Because I noticed a lot of things that they, they were saying. Who was on that? It was Jack Dorsey. Jack, of course, was on it. Um, 
I think they're a PR rep or maybe they're a legal analyst. And then Tim Poole was there just sort of grilling the crap out of these poor people. Um, and they're not really poor. But anyway, he's grilling them, right? And um, I realized that there was a lot that I had personally sort of just filtered out of the overall Twitter experiences. Like a lot of the things that they were saying and that Tim was accusing them of doing. I'm like, I've never really seen it like that before. So, But I'm, I've also been very like filtering uh, of Twitter. And so I'd heard about some of the vitriol, but I'd never really seen it at the degree that they were saying. And so I sort of opened myself up to all of that and really like looked at it. And um, I took the full force. I saw it. Fate, like the magnitude of anger that is out there, the cynicism, which is really sad, actually, on the cynicalism as well. Cynicalism, is that a word? Cynicism for sure. Cynical people in uh, definite negativity and total, I mean, complete disregard for humanity or at least another person's humanity. Like, I often wonder, like, what does it take for someone to be cruel, you know? Like, it's almost as if some of these folks, they're out there, like, they forget they're tweeting to another person. You know, I, 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 what does it take for someone to be that level of cruel and then for them to see certain groups of people as, say, subhuman and literally, like, com remove complete and total empathy for a fellow human. And historically, what's happened in the past, like, what has happened in the past that allows sort of one group of humans to eradicate another? I mean, like, how does an entire nation tolerate systemic genocide? What does it take to do that? Whether that's like Nazis or even the United States has participated in that. You know, both countries are guilty of that. And both countries have, for the most part, moved past that. So now here we are as a global community and then also as a cyber community on the Twitter. Um, man, we are challenged right now with seeing. Like seeing and I think one of the things that makes it possible to be cruel and hateful and literally disregard another's humanity is fear. Fear is a powerful emotion. And I believe what Yoda said is true and correct. And if it is, which I, it is, if what Yoda said is correct, then fear leads to anger. And then anger leads to hate. And then hate Hate leads to suffering. So when you think about it, the real question when you, you should ask when you see people behaving this way, separate yourself from it and be like, what are they afraid of? What are they so afraid of that they don't know what to do about that it makes them angry? And then anger festers and then they start hating on somebody or something. And then that turns into ultimately suffering, either their own internally, right? Or they extrovert they're suffering out onto other people. So I'm thinking as in the micro, so in the macro here. This can be like a single person's fear or this could be an entire community or an entire country. And ultimately what the fear is, is they feel like to some degree their survival is threatened, I think. Because we as humans, we are driven to survive. Like down to our very core, even at like at a cellular level, the drive to survive and not die, it's a it's fundamental programming. 
So fear means your brain, for whatever reason, feels like its survival is being threatened. Whether that's real or imagined, that fear requires a decision about what to do or what not to do. And that decision happens so fast. Like, you, you may not even have noticed it just occurred, but it did. Like, if you're a mama bear, you don't decide, you just act. Right? But as a human being, you are fully capable of deciding your next action. And it's the main thing that separates homo sapiens from pretty much the rest of the pack. Unfortunately, I think a lot of people have forgotten this. Stephen R. Covey writes about it in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. He calls it response ability. The ability to respond. That means it's something that you can train. Also, if you don't use it, it's kind of like a muscle. It atrophies. So when people believe their survival is threatened, they start to question and consequently compromise their belief systems. Like, oh, I would never really do that. Really? Well, that's easier said than done. Like, until you've stood on Corporal Upham stairs, you better just stay quiet. Remember what we said about judging earlier? <laughs> Pop quiz. All right, so uh, you, 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 you are just as guilty. And I am too. We all are. You is like, I'm meaning that second tense. We. So speaking of responsibility, let's just turn it inward for a second. I think the reason the triangle trade happened, the reason the Calvary defect, uh, delivered infected blankets, the reasons the Germans looked the other way, was their fear allowed them to see other people as less than human. So if you take anything away from today, Please take a moment to really ask yourself, who do you, you, see as less than human? And then what cruelty are you tolerating towards your fellow human? They are not substandard, perhaps misinformed. Perhaps they're operating from their own place of fear and making the wrong decision but anger is not the answer here. Compassion and tolerance is the correct decision. Why? Because they are hardwired too. We are hardwired as humans to be able to choose a better response. Because ultimately, here's what happens. I'm going to quote the Dalai Lama for a second. Anger or hatred is like a fisherman's hook. It's very important for us to ensure that do we not that we do not, excuse me, it is very important for us to ensure that we do not get caught by it. Anger is the real destroyer of our good human qualities. An enemy with a weapon cannot destroy these qualities, but anger can. Anger is our real enemy. And anger originates from fear. And what I love about the quote is that it doesn't allow for any anger. So even if you're angry at an actual injustice, a real live injustice, it's still anger. And it still destroys your good human qualities. So we're talking about a deep, deep, deep level of responsibility. 
it is just way too easy to blame others for your anger and then pass that responsibility off to somebody else. But what happens when we do that? You're also passing off control to somebody else. Because if somebody can control you, if they can scare you, if somebody can scare you and download or instill fear into you, they can control you if you allow them to. And blame, as my boss Grant Cardone says, that's the energy that makes slaves. So it's my belief system that the media is in full awareness of this concept and that the sole purpose of the news and the news media in this generation is to keep you afraid, distracted, offended, and in mystery. So then you got to ask yourself, well, who's really in control of my life? Who's in control of your life? You. So don't go giving that away. Not to anybody, not to anything. You as a person, you the one listening to this, you watching this right now, you are way too amazing to pass control and responsibility off to somebody else. Or something else. Or to let others make decisions for you. In terms of like who you should vote for. So after a few weeks of observation and engagement, I came up with the 10 pragmatics for functioning on Twitter. <laughs> but as I looked at them, I realized that this goes way beyond Twitter. Like these are going to be rules for me. But this goes well beyond Twitter. Like these are, these are pragmatics that like if, if, you know, we all implement them even better or more, um, our, the quality of life goes up. Like real life now. These are things to work on. These are things that I'm still working on. I wrote this like two years ago and I'm still working on this stuff. These are things you can start working on right now. And I, when you hear them, I want you to be very, very honest with yourself. Be willing to like pop out of your body for a second and like look at you and your behavior in the third person so you can really observe. And, and the challenge and then the question I'm going to give you is, is through these 10 pragmatics, you will have an amazing opportunity to confront your fear, your anger, your hatred. When I go through these, I have to confront my fear, my anger, my hatred. So if your life experience is not matching your idea of what it should be, I'd like you to try these. Here we go. If you need to get a pen and some paper, this would be the time to do it. Here are 10 pragmatics for living a higher quality of life. Number one, don't be an asshole, period. Number two, even if somebody else is an asshole, doesn't mean you get to be one too. Seriously, there is no need to just perpetuate the beingness of being an asshole. Stop the cycle of assholeness. That's your opportunity. Okay, number three. Let go of your need to be offended and your need to be right. Man, your time on earth is too short and it is way too valuable to spend it being offended and looking for outside validation. Number four. You... You, the one listening right now, you, you are not limited by your color, sex, ethnicity, religion, sexuality, or anything else that makes you uniquely glorious. You are not limited. Number five, anyone who tries to give you 
any type of label and then convince you that because of that label, you are somehow incapable, have limited potential, or, or you're at some disadvantage. Know this, that person in reality is the real oppressor and they are not a true friend. Number six, being a victim and staying a victim are two totally different separate things. One is a moment in time, the other is a choice and potentially a habit that you learned or were taught by that oppressor we talked about a second ago. Seven, you elevate others when you elevate yourself. You can be a better human by being a better human. <laughs> what are you doing to self-improve every day? You're either getting better or you're getting worse. Number eight, lack in life comes from a lack of knowledge and skill. What are you willing to tolerate from yourself? Answer that before you go slinging shade anywhere but at your own mirror. Number nine, reality check, the life you are experiencing right now, the one you're in, it is created by your thoughts, decisions, and your actions, and the meanings you assign to the things you currently believe are beyond your control. And number 10, go out there and be your awesome, unique self. Do you. And that's it, man. Put these 10 into practice today, right now, start. Go, on your mark, get set, go. Start putting these 10 pragmatics for living a healthier, higher quality of life into practice right away. Get after it, start, okay? Now, here's some, here's some things though. I want some feedback from you. Did I miss something? Did I forget one? Is there something else that you thought of while you were going through this? I want to hear from you. So leave me a comment below. Which one of the 10 needs the most attention from you right now? Which one of the 10 you feel like you got down already? Um, what'd you get out of this? Was it helpful? What are you gonna do with it moving forward? Because it's, it's, it's one thing to get it from me. It's another thing to take it and do something with it, right? So once again, thank you so much for staying all the way to the end. Appreciate you tuning in. Thank you for listening. Quick drop a comment below either way. Like, what'd you get out of this? How, how did it help? Share it out into the cyberspace if it did help you. Or if you think I'm nuts, man. Hey, listen to this crazy dude over here. Share it. I don't care. Share it out there, okay? Get it out there. If you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and knock that out. Thank you again for listening. This is Rich Man's Gym, strength and conditioning for body, mind, and spirit. Thanks again for listening. See you soon.